Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. I'm Devin Kadayama, and you're listening to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. Students from low-income communities of color were struggling before the pandemic. And when schools closed, they risked falling behind even more. That's why one parent group in Oakland decided to step up and provide the support themselves. Immediately when COVID hit, you heard so many people saying like, oh my God, it's just gonna get worse for black and brown kids. Well then what are you gonna do about it? Today, how one parent group in Oakland is trying to serve kids in a way the school system hasn't. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of The Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. I've been following Oakland REITs for a long time. Vanessa Rancano is an education reporter for KQED. When I was a brand new education reporter for KQED, I remember being at this school board meeting and there was this group of parents in these matching yellow t-shirts. Who are we? The Oakland Reach. We're a group of parents that got tired of trying to singly play a game where the rules kept changing, trying to find answers and directions in a system that wasn't very parent-friendly. We had signs and they, they were really amped up and then they approached the board, they approached the mic and introduced themselves as Oakland Reach. We are here because the system has failed so many of us and we're not going to let the system continue to fail our children and talked about what they were hoping to do and where they were coming from, and it was, it was really powerful. We are here today because we felt powerless for so long, and today we take our power back. Thank you. Thank you. It was primarily Black and Latino parents, um, some Pacific Islanders, 
their parents from some of the most marginalized and under-resourced communities in Oakland, communities with some of the lowest performing schools in the district. And a lot of these parents had come through these schools themselves and had a really bad experience. So if you look at the state reading assessment, it's only 18% of black students in Oakland who are meeting those reading standards. 24% of Latino students, 16% of Pacific Islander students. White students, it's more than 70% are meeting standards. Obviously, that stuff has to do with larger systemic inequities and structural racism. But I think the point that Oakland Reach would make is that like, whatever the district is doing or has been doing to try to intervene and level the playing field just is not working. So it sounds like Oakland Reach was advocating for their communities in Oakland schools for a while now. But I want to fast forward to the pandemic because one of the biggest debates has been about remote learning and reopening schools and which students were being left behind during COVID. So how were Oakland Reach parents feeling about that conversation as it was happening? Lakeisha Young is the co-founder of Oakland Reach. It was becoming clear that we were entering a new normal and like this wasn't just going to flip around and change in September. She was frustrated that there was all this hand-wringing in the media and in the education world about what was going to happen to black and brown kids. Immediately when COVID hit, you heard so many people saying like, oh my God, it's just gonna get worse for black and brown kids. It's just gonna get worse and a lot of just talk. And her frustration was like, what are you gonna do about it? Our families don't need you to feel sorry for them. <laughs> they need people to help and support and create solutions, right? They are very capable of taking care of their families, but they need support. Everybody needs support. And then, of course, you know, these communities were particularly hard hit by COVID. And so there was a lot more concern among parents about sending kids back in person. And as we saw so many parents loudly advocating for schools to reopen, Lakeisha and Oakland Reach were much more interested in seizing the opportunity of this sort of chaotic moment to remake something that, that didn't work for them to begin with. I always tell people, like, we listen and we create. We listen and we create. COVID crisis has been devastating in so many ways. And it's been obviously doubly devastating to our families. Why can't we create something that puts folks on the right path? What did Lakeisha and others at Oakland Reach decide to start doing in response to all these concerns? So they started with a summer school program. It's something that they pretty much built from scratch. They pulled together some curriculum that was available at the national level, and then they hired local teachers and even an administrator to run this summer school program. It started with kindergarten through eighth graders. It was about 200 students. They fundraised to get each student, so not just each family, but each student their own Chromebook. There was an intensive literacy program for the young kids. For older kids, they had a lot of enrichment 
activities. So like karate or art classes. And those were all taught by local black and brown led organizations. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of, of um, programming and, and activities that you kind of, you hear about in, in education, but maybe not all in the same program. And so it feels a little bit different than, you know, regular school, regular after school programs. Um, is that how they see it as well? It's really key for them to approach this holistically and bring parents into the process. The strategy that Oakland Reach came up with for providing this kind of wraparound support was to train a number of the parents who'd been involved in the program for years to act as what they called family liaisons. This job that I thought is, was just a job is a labor of love. Keita Brown, who's a co-founder of Oakland Reach, is a liaison to 18 families right now. And she described it as sort of a familial relationship, like maybe a distant cousin who you check in on regularly. Because my families are all over the place, there are some of them where they can navigate a little bit more so I don't have to do as much hand-holding. But I do have some where it's a longer call. It is more so, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Okay, how the grandbaby did? You know, I've got to talk to them and, you know, kind of like really find out what's been going on with them. So she's calling these families every week just to check in. It could be they're having trouble paying the rent. There's an eviction. Somebody lost a job. She's trained to be able to point parents to resources to help with any of that stuff. And then she herself can draw on her own experience and training, help them navigate school issues that come up. You got to almost have a college degree just to be able to to know what you're supposed to get. And it should be something that that's given to you automatically because your baby is there. One of the things she's doing is reminding parents constantly about the workshops and events that they're putting on for families. Uh, such a blessing to be together. Um, during these times where we have to spend so much time apart, it's really nice to be able to be, even if it's digitally, together. Bienvenido a todos. Um, estoy super contento que estamos juntos aquí, um, especialmente durante tiempos donde es difícil para estar uh, separados. Uh, para estar aquí juntos así es, es algo maravilloso. I've been to a workshop where parents were really learning about the nitty gritty of reading science. Since they started this program, have been having these Zoom meetings for parents to come together and basically hear presentations from the leaders of these organizations. So right now we're running the creative writing classes that um, Mike Davis was talking about. And um, this class is really, really an imperative class for the youth. Different organizations were presenting about like Black Literacy Collective is offering this and Selfie STEM is offering these STEM classes. They heard from a bunch of people. We have six other partners here today that are gonna to talk about programs that they're offering your youth. Um, so we'll have all of them present, and then you'll be able to go in a breakout room and ask questions to those folks if you had questions about a specific program. And, and like, obviously, like the big point is not only to make sure that, that more learning loss doesn't happen, but to actually 
you know, exceed where the public school system has kind of left some of these families and some of these students. Do you have any sense of, of how well the program is doing to help students and what families are saying about it? Oakland Reach collected some early data from the summer. This was for the literacy program where they were actually doing regular assessments. And so they had this data. And what they found was that in five weeks, these kids had advanced two levels in their reading, which is typically what you would see over two months of in-person instruction, right? So online, they were achieving more impressive results in a shorter amount of time. I kind of like Oakland Reach better than her, actually her school. Leonard Taylor is a parent who's involved with Oakland Reach. He has a six-year-old daughter named Ambria. She's in first grade. And Leonard was really worried about Ambria because he knew she was falling behind at the beginning of the pandemic. He was working as a driver for Grubhub and didn't have childcare for Ambria, so she was having to come with him to work. It's hard to pay attention when you're riding around and stuff is moving. Ultimately, Leonard and his girlfriend decided that they were going to have to sacrifice one income and sort of take turns working so that one of them could be home with Ambria doing her schoolwork with her. But he really credits this Oakland Reach program for making up for the learning that she lost while she was in the car with him delivering food. Well, she had fell behind, but she's up to par now. Actually, she's she's above her reading level. She's in tune. She actually want to go. She, she showed interest. I feel like we've just seen so many stories of people plugging in even more during the pandemic to help each other when, you know, the systems around us have kind of fallen apart or failed in so many ways. How would you describe what Oakland Reach has built during this past year? It's not just what they built in the past year, right? I mean, I think what they've been able to do in the past year is a result of three plus years of work building this strong community of parents who trust one another. And to them, the solution is about tapping in to the incredible resources and potential that exist in their own community. Vanessa, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you. Oakland Reach is currently serving about 350 students, and through a collaboration with OUSD, they want to expand to 300 more families. Thanks to Vanessa Rancano, education reporter for KQED. Vanessa is going to continue to report on this, and you can follow us on Twitter for updates to this story. We are at the Bay KQED. Before I let you go, I also want to acknowledge that this is a really heavy week. Yesterday marked one year since the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis. And like a lot of you, we're thinking about him, we're thinking about his family, and the movements around policing and racial justice that are going on around the country. A lot has changed in this last year, and a lot hasn't changed, too. We'll be talking about some of this soon, and if there are things that you want to hear on the show about it, please get in touch with us either on Twitter or email us at thebay at kqed.org. 
This episode was edited and mixed by Erica Cruz Guevara and Alan Montecilio. Shaylin Martos is our production assistant. Issa Mendoza writes our Friday newsletter. The Bay is made by your local public media station, KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it from us to you. Take care. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.